0: And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Gordy Zambrano, your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network South and Central Texas listening area. You can hear this program every Monday at noon right here on your local GRN station, online at grnonline.com, or on the free Guadalupe Radio Network app. We're also streaming this program live on Facebook. If you're part of our GRN South and Central Texas Facebook group, be sure to join us there. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls on 88.5 KBMD, Fredericksburg on 91.1 KIVM, Kerrville on 97.9 KYRT, Uvalde on 1400 AM KGWU, and right here in good old San Antonio on 89.7 KJMA. We're grateful you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. On this program, we try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries, and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. On today's program, we'll be talking with Jason Nunez and Anne Gonzalez from Pilgrim Center of Hope about their Rejoice in Hope celebration. That'll be in the first segment of our show. The second part of our show will include Father Johnson Lay and Jessica Lubiansky. She's the uh, director of religious education over at Saint Anne. Both are from Saint Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia, Texas, right here down the street south of us. And they're going to talk about upcoming events, activities at Saint Anne Lavernia, and their pilgrimage to World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal. Can't wait to discuss that. I know they've got a lot of content from from that whole journey, and I can't wait to discuss that. I'm really looking forward to our discussions and thankful to our guests for coming on the show. So before we begin those conversations, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, and that's in prayer. And remember, as we pray, ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So we start in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration. Continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name and the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection. And draw us, our families, and our loved ones ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I want to take a moment and recap last week, like I always do, and uh, this past weekend before we move forward. uh, On last week's program, we had a great show with Russell Williams and Tom Kruger. Russell is the president, and Tom is the past president of the uh, Knights of Columbus here in San Antonio, the chapter here in San Antonio. And they were discussing or discussed their September 22nd annual clergy dinner. It's going to be held over at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in the Banquet Hall. And if you need information on that, you can call Joe Torres for information. His number is 361-549-5803. It's also listed on their website as well. Uh, also, did a live remote over at the uh, San Antonio Gun Club. Shot some clay and had gunshots in the back. It was pretty cool with uh, Patrick D- uh, Bondolan. And we talked about the uh, San Antonio Family Association's upcoming John 12th Annual Bishop John W. Yanta Dove Hunt. And out there, we, uh, we discussed a lot about, you know, how to register, how to get involved with the event. And if you need information on it, there's two sites you can go into. First is San SanAntonioFamilyAssociation.com or GRNOnline.com. Uh, You can register on both sites, and you can also view pics, pictures on the San Antonio Family Association's website. So it's going to be a great event. We urge everyone to get involved, look into the site, and uh, you know, most of all, get your license. Make sure that you go out there prepared. Uh, We're going to have mass out there, and the event takes place on two days, Friday, September first. We're gonna we're gonna have the opening day opening day shoot uh, or dove hunt. And we're going to have mass in the field. And I just got word that uh, from Patrick that Father Dennis Adichiga is going to be the uh, presider over mass. He is from St. Mark's the Evangelist, and that's going to be great out there having mass out in the open field. And then on Monday, September fourth, mass is going to be celebrated by Father. Will Combs. And we want to we want to encourage you to bring your disposition of we're going to have a disposition of broken sacrament sacramentals. So bring your old or worn out broken rosaries, books, candles, whatever you have, you can bring them here to the GRN studio or you can take them to San Antonio Family Association. So we want to encourage everyone to look into that. I think it's going to be a great event and it benefits both the San Antonio family association and your Guadalupe radio network. So really want to encourage you to go in, check it out, register, get your license and uh, come out. And if you can sponsor a priest, a deacon or a seminarian, even better. We'd love, we love having our priest, deacons, and seminarians out there. Uh, if you want to sponsor a nun as well, you can do that, but uh, encourage you to look into it and come join us. And lastly, is our Guadalupe Radio Network Fall Sharathon is coming up September 12th through the 15th. You're going to hear me talking a lot about our Fall Sharathon. This will be my second Sharathon. As you know, we want to ring those bells. And the only way we do that is when. You know, people donate, and you know we could always we always are looking for matching gift donors. So, if you want to be a matching gift donor, you can always call me at the Guadalupe Radio Network or at at our office at two ten five seven nine nine eight four four, or you can email me at Gordon, G O R D O N at G R N Online dot com. Now, the theme for our fall share-a-thon is Source and Summit, so we encourage everybody to to uh donate and help us ring those bells because uh, you know as the, as as the Guadalupe radio network, we need your help and your support in order to uh, to continue you know delivering great programming and uh, programming that enhances enhances our Catholic faith, so uh, please uh, you know be a part of that now i 'll be discussing more of that in uh, upcoming shows as well. so I want to introduce our guests they 're very excited to be here. Uh, first, uh, you know, we've got uh, Jason and we, we, we Jason Nunez and we have Ann Gonzalez. So Jason and Anne, we'll let Ann go first. Uh, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, your work over there at the Pilgrim Center of Hope, what you do and how you got involved. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Gordy. And thank you so much for having us here at, from Pilgrim Center of Hope here at the radio station and, and to speak with you and your audience we are grateful for the opportunity. Um, I am the development coordinator at Pilgrim Center of Hope. Um, I began working at Pilgrim Center of Hope in January of 2014, and I took a two-year hiatus and then came back. And so I've been serving, well, um, about seven of the nine years. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, I, um, I, it's an amazing trip, um, faith trip, uh, to an amazing privilege also to work for pilgrim center of hope because mm-hmm. i feel like my faith has grown and this is one way that i i feel like i can serve god
0: oh that's fantastic well we're going to have more questions coming for or to you and and answers but i'm going to turn to uh uh jason and if you can give us a little bit about uh you know your role over at the uh pilgrim center of hope and how long you've been there and uh and go from there
2: yes uh hello Gordy and hello everyone listening yes yeah, so um i've I've been privileged to to serve uh, and jump on board ship at Pilgrim Center of Hope and help serve that mission since november of of twenty twenty
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I am the media productions coordinator, so I get to help essentially with all things media related to Pilgrim Center of Hope We are a two person media department and uh which means that I get to help with uh whether it's a a video that we create uh uh, a podcast that, that we produce or co-produce and help along with uh, the content on social media, the content on our website as well. So
0: definitely something different every day. And it's truly, truly amazing and a blessing overall. Wow, Jason. So doing all the media over there at uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope, that's a big job. A yeah, big it is. Job.
2: It is. It's uh, shortly into working, I realized that everything I touch is visible to everyone.
3: You exactly. Know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's, it's, it's truly a blessing to to help guide people to christ in that manner right. right in the spirit of the new evangelization and reaching people in that way not just here in san antonio not just in your listening area but throughout the
0: world right we play a part in reaching out to folks and pointing them back to christ now um and how did uh, pilgrim center of hope start and what inspired deacon tom and and mary jane fox to uh to create well, you know,
1: um Pilgrim Center of Hope, uh both Deacon Tom and Mary Jane were professional people in their own um in their own venues and uh, they have they they went to the Holy Land and received a calling and that was a little over thirty years ago. We celebrated our thirtieth anniversary in June of this year, and um they answered that call, and so that began Pilgrim Center of hope so What started off specifically in the St. Matthew's Parish area grew to the Archdiocese, grew to the um, state of Texas. We are now in 49 of the 50 states in the U.S. And we're in 57 countries worldwide. And so Jason will go more into that and on, on how that all happened. But the 30 years has been... A pretty amazing uh, journey, faith journey, not only for Deacon Tom and Mary Jane, but bringing people to Christ. And so the number of wow. lives that we have touched, the number of families, the number of communities, the number of parishes um, has been indeed been a pl- blessing.
0: Yeah. And Jason, go ahead and since uh, she called you out, <laughs> tell <laughs> us about, you know, all the countries you're in and and uh, some of that work that goes on with that.
2: Oh, sure, sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, thanks be to God, there's this blessing of, uh, of uh, analytics, right, with, with, you know, the projects that we work on. So um, I mentioned, you know, that we do produce or co-produce, you know, three podcasts. And through that, we have a way to kind of see what our reach is, right? right. Uh, right. We are grateful to, to um, the Guadalupe Network for allowing us to air journeys of hope which airs right here on Guadalupe uh, Network on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. every week. Right. And uh, that program is turned around and released as a podcast the next morning. So through that, we're able to kind of see what those analytics are and how far that reach actually goes. And it's, it's, it's just amazing to see, you know, the uh, the reach
0: of these programs. Right, right. Yes. No, that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's a, a great reach, and that's why – Pilgrim Center of Hope has, has grown so in leaps and bounds. But uh, what is uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope's mission?
2: Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Gordy. So overall, Pilgrim Center of Hope's mission is answering, answering Christ's call. Uh, we guide people to encounter him so as to live in hope as pilgrims in daily life. Uh, our mission is about getting people to God through the church and to see our life as a journey, a, journey, a pilgrimage to heaven. Right. So right. overall, all of us, you, I and everyone, we are all pilgrims on a journey,
0: which is our daily life. Well, you mentioned, you know, getting pilgrims to heaven. And, and our, our motto is, you know, radio for your soul, getting souls to heaven. Yep. You know, but what are some of the achievements and challenges that uh, that Pilgrim Center of Hope has faced in the past 30 years?
1: And well, you know, um, just like everyone else, the pandemic <laughs> was a huge challenge yeah. Um And born out of that, you know, God works in wondrous ways. Hmm. And so that really gave a big growth and jump start to our media department. We had been doing media and social broadcasting and um, television broadcasting and all that stuff for years. But that really jumped because a lot of people were at home and they were in search of something that would give them hope. Right. And um, we just happen to have a staff <laughs> that uh, is very multi talented uh-huh. in the media department, and had great understanding. Angela Cialana is yeah. the other person, the other half of the media department, yes. and she has a degree and background in you know media and broadcasting, and all that film and all of that. Right. And so um that really launched us and it launched us into the series Who is the Man of the Shroud and many other things, which I'll defer over to to Jason, but you know, our obstacles or things to overcome, of course, is money. And so that's right. where development coordinator comes in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's a fancy word for fundraising. Right. <laughs> so um right. you know, those are those things. But um you know, it's almost been a green light uh, the whole time that I've, I've been here. Um, you know, Deacon Tom, Mary Jane, and the whole staff go into deep prayer every day. Uh, we pray the chapel of divine mercy as a staff. Mm-hmm. And we ask God, you know, Deacon Tom, Mary Jane, ask when we come in to work in the morning to go by the chapel because we're, where we're located um, at, uh, on Joe Newton, 7680 Joe Newton, mm-hmm. we, that's a former Teresian convent, and we have Jesus present in the uh, chapel. And so we ask Jesus every day to, to give us guidance and direction.
0: Wow, you mentioned something. You know, we we at the GRN, we, we talk about being prayed up, you know, and going to confession. And we pray the uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet every day at 3 o'clock, not, not only on radio, on the GRN, but also as a group here mm-hmm. at the GRN family. And it's so important, I mean, because when you're working as a nonprofit, and like you said, you depend on – people to help us keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that faith and that prayer as a family, as a company, or, you know, as a nonprofit, it's so important. It's so mm-hmm. important. So what are some of the current projects that Pilgrim Center of Hope is working on, Jason? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: So, you know, before we went on the, before we went on the air, you know, Gordy, you and I were talking about mm-hmm. who is the man of the shroud, right? And that's something yeah. Ann just mentioned there. So we are certainly blessed at Pilgrim Center of Hope to have several ongoing projects. You know, one of them, is a museum-quality exhibition entitled "Who Is the Man of the Shroud?" Uh, that actually opened in May of this year. Mm-hmm. So it's permanently housed at Pilgrim Center of Hope. So this is not an exhibition that travels and right. stays temporarily. It is permanently housed on the grounds, which we are just over the moon about and very blessed about. There, uh, all are welcome to come and explore. You know, this really is an unsolved mystery of the most studied relic in the world. Right, uh, the Shroud of Turin. It's an ancient relic. You know, um, um. A linen cloth, you know, buried um, of uh, bearing the image of a man who's tortured and crucified. It's, a, it's an image of his body. Right. Uh, this exhibition it's open most Fridays uh, from 10 to 4 p.m. So all are welcome to come by and to come and see and for you to decide. You know, who is the man of the shroud? Right. Um, aside from that, you know, we are also producing a video streaming series of the same name. Right. Currently, we have two episodes and there are more to come. Uh, those can be viewed on our website they can go to discoverwho.org those are available for free and those uh, those can definitely be viewed as well Uh, like I mentioned earlier you know every Wednesday evening right here on Guadalupe Radio Network we do have Journeys of Hope which is an amazing program and I invite everyone to listen it takes you on a spiritual pilgrimage every Wednesday at 8 p.m. we do also have you know um, if anyone is interested we do have in-person events as well Pilgrim Center of Hope actually organizes a Catholic Women's Conference, the Catholic Men's Conference, and the Catholic Seniors Conference. So we are blessed, and with all the love in our heart, put together these conferences. Uh, Every month, on the third Thursday of every month, we do also have Socials with the Saints, which is an opportunity to learn from from role models of faith and also from one another. We have fellowship. uh, We have prayer. And we also receive spiritual tools every month. So, Pilgrim Center of Hope, we definitely have a lot of projects going on. Right. Uh, but it's it's like like I mentioned earlier, it's done with all the love in our heart for everyone.
0: That's beautiful. And I, I had the privilege of uh, being at the Catholic uh, uh, conference yep. at St. Yep. George Maronite, right? And we had a table, and man, we gave away so many stickers and yeah. uh, bumper stickers and prayer cards, and met people from all over Texas. I mean, they came in from Dallas, Houston. You know, people in Uvalde were in town, Fredericksburg and Marble Falls. It was great because that's our listening area, right? Right. And so they'd come up to the table and they were just so happy to be there and they were glowing. You know, these women were glowing and such a great event that uh, uh, Pilgrim Center of Hope put on. And I know you're going to put on another big event that's going to celebrate your 30th year anniversary. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: All right. So just to piggyback a little bit on what Jason was yeah. saying, um, yeah, we had women from 55 different cities in the state of Texas and four different states. Wow. So, and it used to be, this is our twenty going to be our 24th year to have the Catholic Women's Conference. So, um, you know, we've been doing this a long time and just feel like, as as Jason said, this is just a huge blessing, you know, that comes back on us. And the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is on the Shroud of Turin, Right now, if you were to go to Turin, you couldn't see it. The last oh, wow. time it was opened was in 2011, and Deacon Tom and Mary Jane took two pilgrimage, two pilgrimage groups there.
4: Right.
1: And one, several of the constituents, all, well, one main constituent, um, uh, obtained for us, at a price, uh, one of the seven official copies throughout the world. Wow. So they're in Poland, they're in Israel san antonio and several other locations so right. the quality of this particular exhibition is is museum quality so, right anyway. and and it's free too I it's mean, free yes you and can make so, a donation which we encourage but exactly but you know fridays um open from 10 a.m to 4 p.m and we realize that um not everyone you know they work or whatever you right. know have obligations so we're looking at doing some kind of an evening or weekend thing but Um, That's still in in the works right now. So you mentioned that we have an upcoming event. Yes, Yes. we do. It's called Rejoice in Hope, and we love the name of this uh, particular event. And it is our fundraising event. It's our annual fundraiser. And um, so um, this year is pretty special because we're celebrating our 30th anniversary uh, since Deacon Tom Mary Jane began this ministry in June of 1993. So that's exactly what we're doing. It's kind of the birthday Uh, for Pilgrim Center of Hope. It's going to be at the Westin Hotel in the colonnade right there off I-10 in Wurzbach. Mm -hmm. And it's Saturday morning, so it's a brunch. It's Saturday morning from 9 a.m. till uh, noon or maybe about 5 or 10 minutes after. And um, it's going to be pretty exciting. We've got um, our MC is Eddie Cavazos. He has written a song for Pilgrim Center of Hope on their 30th anniversary. right. Deacon Tom Mary Jane will be speaking. We've got a uh, an auction. Um, it's going to be done uh, silently, so mobile bidding, so by phone. But we're going to open that auction earlier. We're going to open that auction on Friday, September the 1st. So we allow people who may not be able to attend or are extremely excited about right. the items. We've already released the link to take a look at some of the items. So we're allowing them to start bidding on um Friday, September the
0: 1st. What kind of items are you, are oh you guys going Oh, boy. Have? Okay. I mean, so, not, I, I put you on the spot. But.
1: No, that's <laughs> wonderful. We we are really blessed. Okay, first of all, uh, part of our um, items are sponsorships. So if people right. they don't see anything that they particularly want to bid on, they can certainly help out Pilgrim Center of Hope uh, with our... Media series, printing costs, internet, a bunch of those kinds of things. But, you know, right. this community is so good to nonprofits. It is. San Antonio is that family-loving community. So we have tickets to San Antonio Zoo. We have, um, you, know, you mentioned earlier about the upcoming dove hunt. We have skeet shooting. Nice. We have botanic, San Antonio Botanical Gardens tickets. We have... Um, uh, car wash, it's car washed. Nice. Uh, uh, Cover Three restaurant has always been so good to us uh, to give us some dining, but we have all kinds of other dining opportunities. And then one of the things that I think makes us very unique, I've been involved with some other, either on volunteer or working for other nonprofit organizations um, in the Catholic faith. and But this one, we really specialize in religious items. Right. And so Deacon Tom, Mary Jane, along with one of our board mentors, members, Patty Parma, I bring back items from the Holy Land, from Italy, uh, in specific, um, a lot of the silver jewelry yeah. and crosses. So if you're not able to go to the Holy Land, you can certainly still wear some of their beautiful items. So it's a, it's a nice mix. What do you think? What am I leaving out, Jason?
2: Well, uh, you mentioned it at the top, but if I can, if I may, I'd just like to highlight you know, some of the sponsorships. You know, at, sure. in, as a nonprofit, there's a lot that goes into creating anything involved in media, which I'm sure you've seen, Gordy. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, so there are plenty of opportunities to sponsor right. some of the various media efforts that we have, which is through our outreach. And these are very focused now into you can, we can sponsor, you know, media related to family, related to Jesus, related to the Holy Land. So, you know, if there's an area that calls out to you, you can play a part in helping keep hope alive through these sponsorships as
0: well. Right. And I was yeah. reading. Go,
2: oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. Anne. So like Twin no.
1: Liquors donated yeah. two bottles of wine. And, you know, Twin Liquors was just started right up the road in, in Austin. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. this is a, a local area here. So the people, you know, all you have to do is, you know, make a, a request. And a lot of times they're just answered. I mean, uh, we right. have a very, very giving community. We really do.
0: Well, and, you know, I read on your website, uh, and I want to reiterate this. It's Saturday, September 9th, before we run out of time here, September 9th, 9 a.m. to 1230 p.m. And listeners can go into pilgrimcenterofhope.org forward slash uh, rejoice forward slash to uh, not only find out about, you know, the uh, the event, but also to look into, you know, those Auction items mm-hmm. as well, so we want to encourage that. The cost, what is the cost to attend?
1: Okay, it's eighty dollars per ticket, mm-hmm. and um, you know um, it's always a great meal at the weston And um, and and why this is so vital is that that Deacon, Tom and Mary Jane are going to be talking about living a miracle. That's that's right. the name of their talk. But it's about not only what have we accomplished in 30 years, which a lot of our constituents already know uh, because they've been with us a long time. Some just recent also. But where we're going in the future. So it it gives you that direction. So this is not something that's uh, a ministry that's going to disappear this is, part, this is part of San Antonio. Right. Pilgrim Center of Hope is part of San Antonio.
0: Well, we've got a couple minutes left in our segment, but just real quick question to both of you. What are some stories or testimonies that have touched or inspired you the most while working at Pilgrim Center of Hope? We'll start with Jason. Sure, sure. So, yeah, so
2: um, it's interesting, Gordy. It's, it's really interesting because uh, we view being at Pilgrim Center of Hope as serving on a mission. Really, So in the morning, when I get up and get ready, I'm not going to work, right? Quote, unquote, I'm going to help serve in a mission, right? And and God has called each one of us to serve in Pilgrim Center of Hope's mission. Uh, Meeting perfect strangers, you know, when they come visit us and see them at mass or see them at Pilgrim Center of Hope events. It's like seeing a family member, right? It's like seeing an extended family member, catching up with them, praying with them. If there's an opportunity that arises, it creates an opportunity for us all to feel rewarded in hope. It's really, really a blessing to be a part of this mission.
0: Right.
1: You know, okay, so I want to back up one or two more things too. At the Rejoice in Hope, uh, we are recognizing uh, Ray Bayard and his wife Mary posthumously. And uh, we want to thank so much um, Marietta Alba as our chair. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that is so rewarding about Pilgrim Center of Hope is, you know, it's something that you are involved in at Guadalupe Radio Network, and that is we've had over 29,000 downloads in 50 some odd countries around the world and journeys of hope and so that's huge and the other thing too is that we are a resource for a lot of parishes and some of those parishes and some of those areas where we're broadcasting or having our podcasts are where christians are persecuted
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to go to pilgrimcenterofhope.org. Thank you, Jason and Ann, for coming on the program. That, mu- that music means we got to go to break. Listeners, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Gordy Zambrano with the Guadalupe Radio Network. The 2023 Fall Charathon is just around the corner. The theme for this charathon is Source and Summit. Starting Tuesday, September 12th through Friday, September 15th, we'll be on the air asking for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you for your generosity and may the Lord abundantly bless you.
4: This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. A wise woman once told us, if you're going to pray with your kids, you have to play with them. Raising our family of 10 has taught us this maxim is very true. Why is this? Well, as parents, we are the first images of God for our children. St. John Paul II told us, parents' love is called to become for children the visible sign of the very love of God. In play, we are strengthening our children's sense of belonging. Your child can believe more easily God loves them because you love them. This is what play communicates.
5: Play helps us also remember who we really are and what we are made for, what it's like to be a child. And that childlikeness is an essential element of prayer. Getting on a child's level and being vulnerable and simple and maybe even a bit silly reminds us that it is only through humility that we can approach the Lord. To join us and hundreds of other families for our Play and Pray Challenge, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Did you know we celebrate Mary's birthday? Hi, I'm Adam Bly.
4: And I'm Debbie Giorgiani from the Spirit World.
5: This Saturday, we will
6: discuss the Immaculate Conception of Mary. When and how did God reveal this to the Church?
4: In light of the feast day of Mary's nativity on September 8th,
6: So join us this Saturday at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern.
4: On the Guadalupe Radio Network.
0: And we are back. Had a great conversation with Jason and Ann from Pilgrim Center of Hope regarding their upcoming event that's going to be really nice to rejoice and hope celebration and again that's going to be held on September 9th from 9 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. over at the West San Antonio it's the old omni colonnade so you want to go and go ahead and go into pilgrim Center of org uh, forward slash rejoice forward slash to register and just get a little bit of information so um want to introduce my next guest. This is awesome. We have got Father Johnson Lay and Jessica Lubiansky from St. Anne, Anne Catholic Church in Lavernia, Texas. And we're going to be talking about upcoming activities uh, that, that are going on over at the parish, which I can't wait to talk about. you got a big festival coming up. We're also going to be talking about they just took a pil- pilgrimage to Lisbon, and they were there for World Youth Day. So I want to hear a lot about how that went father. I know you've got a lot of stories and Jessica, I know you've got a lot of stories, but just want to welcome both of you to the program and if we can get started, uh tell us a little bit about yourself, Jessica. What you do? I know you're the DRE over there. Tell us a little bit about that and um father, if you can tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself, let's let our listeners know who you are. Jessica
3: Yeah, thanks for having us here today. We're so excited to be here. I've worked in youth ministry in the diocese for about eight plus years. I shuffled over to St. Anne in Lavernia, which is where my family lives, two years ago. And it's been a blessing serving that community and getting to know the community definitely different being in a rural area and a hometown where you feel the love and you feel that community. And so I work in youth ministry. Like you said, I'm the director of religious education and happy to be here today.
0: Good deal. Father.
6: Hi, I'm Father Johnson-Lay. Priest of the Archdiocese, now ordained for five years. uh, Current pastor at St. Anne's in Lavernia. Um, before that, I was a parochial vicar at St. Rose of Lima, and of course, before all that, I was still in seminary, Uh, but current, the pastor at
0: Lavernia right now, though. Well, you know what? We'll start with this, Father. Tell me about the world you think. Um... You had a pilgrimage with 55 other people, correct?
6: Yes. Um, it was the Archdiocesan Delegation to uh-huh. World Youth Day. Um, even though it's the Archdiocesan Delegation, there are a lot of other uh, parishes throughout the Archdiocese that went with us. And so I want to say in total there were about 130, 140, even wow. 150. Um, there wasn't really a uh, – that's just an estimate because because of all the activities going on. It was hard to gather us together and to actually get – a real number and so i would say between 130 to 150 from all the people around the archdiocese itself but from the uh, archdiocesan delegation about 55 Um, and uh, before going to lisbon or lisboa as they said over there Uh uh, we went to rome and so we kind of went to the different basilicas the four papal basilicas Mm got to go around and see a lot of stuff and just had different masses at different places uh, to learn about our faith more at where the seat, right, the Holy See, right, Right. as the seat of the Catholic faith. And so uh, we were also privileged and honored to be able to be there at the uh, Angelus where the Pope led. And so he was talking to us and gave us his uh, homily sermon on that day, which was about the pearl in the treasured pearl. And so we talked about that and then gave us his blessing and also wish all of us who are there at Rome at the Vatican to, I will see you there also because I know you're going to be at World Youth Day in Lisbon. And so I will see you there as well. And then from there, we went to uh, Lisbon um, and to one, know about the culture, the history itself, but also just to be with the num- numerous numbers of youth and young adults from yeah. all around the world. I mean, the estimated number at the end of the day was about 1.5 million people. Wow. And so it was just spectacular. I mean, just to see the, we were all there for one purpose, right? To right. have this encounter with Christ, but also to journey with our Mother Mary and to be with our Holy Father and then to encounter everybody there just to show off our faith basically I yeah. mean how much more awesome than that can we say <laughs> I mean awesome. uh, words yeah. can explain the numerous numbers of blessings that came out from it and really this is what uh, we're waiting to see now it's the fruits from it right right because we're there we're experienced, and we're go 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 and a lot of the times we didn't have time to reflect and or process and so now that we're back home in our uh, respective places, we're able to kind of hopefully uh, got some time to reflect on the things and then hopefully from there see the fruits from uh, World Youth Day itself.
0: Wow, now I know why St. Anne Laverne is just on fire. You have so much going on. and Jessica, we're going to get to that, but I have another question regarding World Youth Day. The the Mass, tell me a little bit about the Mass. The 1.5 million people that attended the Mass, how beautiful was
6: it? Oh my goodness, even before I get there, right? Before the Mass itself. (laughs) On Saturday night at the vigil with our Holy Father, they always do a talk or a presentation of some sort, but after all that there's holy hour and the moment that our blessed sacrament went out our Lord came out onto the altar as they process him out quiet uh, 1.5 wow. million people quiet quiet and I think that's the marvelous beautiful thing about our faith that no matter where you are where you're from when you know Jesus is there exposed in a monstrance yes there's reverence and The um, profound respect, and just to see everybody, whoever can, on their knees in adoration. Wow, wow! And those who couldn't, they were still in a uh, respectful posture. Right, right. And just to be in adoration, even though it wasn't that long, um, but you can tell people were just they know Jesus was there, right? And in the year of the Eucharist
0: even more beautiful
6: right and wow. so then the mass itself 1.5 million people wow. at mass I mean different sections different just the numerous numbers of people uh, this was my first word youth day as a priest right. and so it was just like uh, even the sea of priests all you saw was <laughs> just, oh there's another priest right just yeah. right in front of us and the, our section was basically filled and they said estimated about over 10,000 priests were wow. there Wow. And that was the ones that were registered, mm-hmm. and that 's not even talking about the ones who weren 't registered and who were not able to make it in that section right right and so ten thousand priests with about two to three hundred bishops with our holy Father, and then when you look on the screens of how far and wide um, the area was for mass itself, and it was basically covered in people right and just for us to be able to unite with one heart, one mind. To praise God, give Him honor and glory, but then also to show love to our Mother Mary.
0: Yeah, and I I was able to uh, <clears throat> view the Mass online, and it was just beautiful. And the sea of people, like you said, was just incredible. And now, from a layperson's point of view, um, just want to get your point of view, Jessica, on, on what did that uh, what was that trip for you like?
3: Yeah, it's a lot different as a layperson. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, just talking about the Holy Hour and the Mass alone, whenever Father goes to things like that, he has to kind of sneak off ahead of time (laughs) because he has to prepare for Mass or get to a different area because there's different areas for where they're actually celebrating the Mass versus where we are. And at 6 a.m. in the morning, you hear the DJ blasting music. and. You know, When you take young people, a lot of times they're grumpy and they're tired and they're irritated, but that morning, it was not. You could feel the joy. You could feel the presence. You could feel just their radiance and love for Christ right. imitating and reflecting off of one another to want to celebrate the Mass. And as Father said, one of the most remarkable moments, and I think a highlight for all 55 of our pilgrims was that holy hour, right. because you could could hear a pin drop in the room and just to be there and experience it. Um, we did a lot of other things. We went to Fatima. Uh, we actually were blessed to go twice, the to the night procession and to the day. And so being and journeying with Mary was a whole other encounter that there's all these moments of World Youth Day, but you're walking where so many incredible saints have walked before. You yeah. could feel Mary just guiding us to her son's sacred heart. We got to witness the Eucharistic miracle. Um, we like to say Saint Tarim, but they call it Santa Re. And yeah. so we went there and to see it within, you know, a few feet was absolutely incredible. I had to push some of our kids because they were trying to stay back. And I was like, (laughs) no, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So for me as a youth minister, it's definitely different journeying with kids and journeying with youth and trying to push them out of their perspective. Another highlight was Bishop Gary Yannick actually joined us on this pilgrimage. And so as many people as there were there and with the pilgrims of the archdiocese, we got to have really intimate moments with him as Mm -hmm. well, which was nice. Our mass that we had as an archdiocese, we packed this entire little church, we were having people seated like close to the sanctuary and And so it was amazing just to have that intimate moment as a diocese. And he really inspired the young church of San Antonio. Like, Don't let this just be a moment. You need to take this, go to your neighbors, be the shepherds, be the vineyard, and not just make this a moment in your life, but really go out and inspire and take that love that you're receiving here, which what could we ask for is a director of religious education and a pastor, that's what we want is for our young church to continue that message of love and hope and joy and just welcoming. We're in a year of Eucharistic revival. And so I think this was a great start off for our young church Mm -hmm. to really fall in love with the Eucharist, to be present in the Eucharist and not just have just this moment in world youth day.
0: Right. Well, besides, you know, uh, being there and, and seeing the Pope, uh, which is in and of itself incredible. I saw on Facebook there was posts where you know people were like ten feet away from his his entourage, his his caravan, and I was like, oh my goodness, they're right there, and just so excited to be there. But Father, did was there anybody, well besides the Pope, anybody there that inspired you that you were just you talked to and you were like, wow, you that know, person's on a journey. Or
6: my encounter. Um, what I would tell our group was we're pilgrims and not tourists mm-hmm. and that we have to be mindful and have our hearts open to see where God leads us. Um Like you said, all of us were basically fangirling every time the Pope <laughs> passes by. I mean, yeah. they're staking out the different parts, the different places to see if the Pope's going to go by this moment and right. if he is, you know, it's going to be awesome, it's going to be great because like you said, some of us, uh even in our uh, archdiocesan delegation, they're like not even five feet away from him. And that's how close they were. And they just saw him pass by giving his blessings. And uh, for them, it was a moment of encounter. But I think the beautiful thing is it wasn't just a particular person, Mm -hmm. right, that we were Mm -hmm. looking for or we're hoping to see, but in that encounter with Christ with anybody. And I think that's what we saw uh, because I know our group, a lot of them were so, when we were asking them, did you like Rome? Or do you like Portugal better? Lisbon. And most of them, if not all of them, had said Lisbon because of the atmosphere and the environment and Mm -hmm. the encounter they were able to make with other people from across the world. One particular moment for me was um, seeing a group of youth from actual Vietnam themselves. right? And so for us, those who were either born outside of the country or those who were away from the country, um, a lot of the adults or the older generation are upset because of the communism rule and being um you know exiled from the country as you know, and so for me, when I saw those Vietnamese group holding the Vietnamese flag, the one that we did not recognize, right. because it represents oppression, and communism versus here I am holding the Vietnam flag of the Republic of the free world, right? right. Um, but the encounter was getting to meet with them and talking to them and saying um, for them, let's take a picture together with both of our flags. Yeah. And the encounter with that person was, I've been waiting for an encounter like this. And regardless of where we are, where we're from, what flag we carry, At the end of the day, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, and the love of God will unite
0: all of us together. Love supersedes all. Exactly. Wow, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I know that, uh, you know, the inspiration that you're going to bring back to St. Anne in Lavernia, which y'all have a lot going on over there. Um, I want to talk about that because I'd be remiss if we don't talk about St. Anne Lavernia and some of the things that you have coming up. I know you've got a uh, axe tree a teens axe tree coming up
3: this weekend. On this weekend, Thursday yeah. we leave, so pray for us.
0: Yes, and tell us, uh, do you have any uh, uh, any more open slots for the axe retreat? We
3: do still have openings. We're luckily we're going to a really big. Retreat Center and Deer Creek Camp. So mm-hmm. we're able to take quite a few people out to Medina. So we have openings. We'd love for teenagers in high school, freshmen to sophomores to join us. But we do need paperwork in pretty soon because we leave in three days.
0: I think I read that uh, your deadline is actually today.
3: Yes. So, our official deadline is today.
0: If anybody is thinking about sending their kids, it's uh, you've got to go into org right, to Correct. register. And it costs $200, but don't let finances hold you back because we have what's called scholarships right. in the AXE organization. And no, uh, nobody has ever been denied because they can't come up with the money. Right. And uh, I, li- I love that about AXE. And I've been involved with AXE for many, many years. The other thing I want to switch to is I want to talk about your fall festival that's coming up because, Father, that's going to be a big festival for you guys and you're raffling off a truck and there's some other good things that we're going to talk about as well
6: right so our fall festival is our largest fundraiser of the year at saint anne's um, which provides for everything that we do at our parish um, but mostly what this year and the next couple of years is that this fall festival um, we're going to be looking to put some tlc back into the church so send tender loving care to the yes. church because our church um, it's already even though it's fairly new about 23 years old mm-hmm. but it's already kind of falling apart and so we're, a lot of stuff that are in need of fixing and some new uh repairs and maintenance and stuff right. like that so the the roof the um the lighting the uh, sound system uh floor pew i mean you name it that's what we're fixing and so for the next couple of years that's mm-hmm. gonna be our focus and with our raffle this year right it's the first time ever at saint anne's that we're going to raffle off a vehicle. And so it's going to be a truck this year. Uh, I think everybody's pretty excited about it (laughs) because usually in the years past, it's always been a small raffle. And so this year we're looking to raise even bigger funds and much more. But the fall festival for us, um, it's always on the first Sunday in October. Mm -hmm. And the main meal or the main plate uh, that we sell out there is a turkey, uh, turkey plate. And from what I've been told from my parishioners is that ours is the best circuit plate in the country out there and so in the surrounding areas um but uh, i don't (laughs) take my word for it once you come out and try it yourself right yeah so
0: absolutely and lavernia it's growing in leaps and bounds so your church is growing and like you mentioned there's repairs that need to be done you're literally busting at the seams right so i'm sure there's contractors out there that are listening that have been so blessed that can come to you and say, hey, I'll, I'll fix that roof for you. I'll repair that plumbing for you or that I'll upgrade that electrical. So, you know, we got to support our parishes and that is a big way to do it. And I guarantee your business will be blessed beyond blessings. The other thing I want to talk about is, well, okay, so you're giving away a 2023 Toyota Tacoma SR5 double cab truck. And I was online looking at it. It's very nice. So whoever wins that is gonna be very fortunate. But you also have some other things that I guess when you buy a raffle ticket, um, that I guess they can people can win. And one is a five thousand dollar gift card. Uh there's many gift cards I think that are on here uh that uh I noticed and Jessica besides a five thousand dollar gift card, there's also a silver bar.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, silver bar that was donated by one of our families. So it father actually wow. came in and put it on our desk one day and was like, look at this. Have you ever held this? And it is a genuine heavy silver bar. And so we're only selling 1500 tickets. Mm-hmm. We've already been selling quite a bit. And so it's important that if anyone wants this chance to buy it to don't hesitate, don't wait right. because the tickets are selling really quickly.
0: And there are $100 a ticket I see here. But besides that silver bar that's valued at $2,800, uh, you also have a $2,000 gift card, a $1,500 gift card, a diamond pendant from America's Diamond, and then the last two. Well, let's see. No, no. Number seven and number eight uh, prizes, a $1,000 gift card. And lastly, number nine and 10 are $500 gift cards. So you've got 10 ways to win. You're only selling 1,500 tickets total. And if anybody wants to buy a ticket, they got to con- uh, contact Sandra Berg.
3: Yeah, or we have it available on our website. On your
0: website, correct.
3: Stannelv.org. And right on the front, there's a picture of that beautiful truck. You just click it, right, and you can buy it from anywhere, which is nice too.
0: Now tell me about the live auction.
3: The live auction is always exciting. We have a lot of great items, a lot of homemade items. And so our auction team is Really unique in the fact that our community comes together to donate items, to provide new things, to provide unique things in order to all give it back to the parish. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about St. Anne is that it's not just one individual. It is a team. I mean, there are hundreds of people that come together to host this and to put it on for our community. And then there will be thousands that break bread that day and enjoy a meal together.
0: And the other thing I want to talk about is you're going to have a bingo as well.
3: Correct. We have bingo. So come out, if, especially if you're a lucky person, come out and win your hand at bingo.
0: And so this is all going to take place on Sunday, October 1st. And that's going to be, I think, a huge celebration. Hopefully the weather uh, is good to you. And uh, you know you have a lot of success uh, raising money for that other than the Teens Acts Retreat, the uh, festival that's coming up. What else is happening at your parish? I know you've got a lot more going on. So if you can tell us. So
6: much is happening. Uh, This year, (laughs) uh, right now, we are starting a brand new program for our kids uh, called Kids Day Out. Basically like a Mother's Day Out program where our mothers are able to drop off their kids for two days a week, um, Mondays and Wednesdays, so that they're able to have a break from their children, so that they're able to do their own things, uh, run errands or whatever it may be. And then on Fridays, we are also doing what's called Fun Friday at the moment because Lavernia ISD, LVISD, this year is the first year they're experimenting to going down to four days a week for school instead of five days a week. And so Fridays are off. um, And so they're sending their kids to our church so that we can, you know, let them have something to do as well. And so those are some of the things, a brand new program that we're having. Our faith formation is about to be uh, kicking off pretty soon. Uh, with RCIC as S-O- RCIA, mm-hmm. um, numerous numbers of things that are happening in our parishes, um, just a lot of things. Um, like you said, we're growing out there. um just as i'm speaking right now i believe we have about four or five subdivisions going up in the area and so just a lot of people and not just that but young families are coming in as well and so uh children and you can hear our masses are just having our children crying and you can see the future of the church Uh is right there and so we are growing and um we're kind of um, in regards to the fall festival or the raffle, we're also looking at other funding to see how we can build the different ministries up, the different programs. Um, Jessica can talk more about the like the youth program um, because right. she's in charge of that. But trying to raise funds to help them out to continue to build up uh, more events for them, like taking them on different conferences, different retreats, um, and just right. exposing them further um, in the faith here locally, but also nationally. And World Youth Day internationally. And right. so we're trying to expose them, that uh, show them that the faith is just not here, me, myself, and I. But we're all connected in one way or another. Right. And it's across the world.
0: So, you know, I meant to ask you the, uh, when we were talking about World Youth Day, the next one is in Seoul, Korea. Correct. In 2027. 27. Are you going to put together a uh, congregation again? I
6: want to um, because my thing about that is it's going to be in Asia. And yes. so – Uh, One of the things I want to do before going to Korea is going to the motherland for me, so Vietnam. Vietnam. I want to go visit a few days over there and then hopefully go to Korea. Uh, But only God knows at this moment what's going to happen.
0: Well, you mentioned Vietnam. I want to know, tell us a little bit about your uh, involvement with the Vietnamese Martyrs Catholic Church. Yeah, so
6: in the Archdiocese, we do have one Vietnamese church, uh, Vietnamese Martyrs. Uh, It's off by, uh, for those of you who know St. Helena's Church, it's literally Mm -hmm. right down the street from there. So Nacogdoches and um, O'Connor area, 1604 in that area. Um, And so it's a Vietnamese church that, you know, primarily we speak in Vietnamese there. We do speak English for the younger generation as well. But my involvement there is uh, just being, whenever I have some free time, I'll go out there. I'll support the youth. I'll support the pastor. Um, I'm one of the chaplains for the Vietnamese Eucharistic Youth Movement out there. Right. And so whenever I have a chance, I'm pretty much involved in, you know, just to keep uh, close ties to my own heritage, my own culture.
0: Wow, that is nice. Now, I'm going to come back to Jessica because we want to talk about the uh, what Father was just pointing out about the religious education. And we got, you know, like three minutes left. So I want to give you that opportunity to talk about that.
3: Yeah, so our Faith Formation program is growing, which is exciting. We're always working for conferences and different trips, mainly just to bring different encounters and moments. Everyone thinks that if you're from a rural area, that you're not going to do anything or that we're just, you know, out in the country in this little small parish. Right. And that is not the case. Our right. parish is thriving. Our youth are thriving. And so we're excited to kick off this year. We have started the KDO program. Like father said, uh, we're hiring. So if you're looking for a Catholic job where you can teach young, tiny humans about their Catholic faith, What a great opportunity. Even though it's Lavernia, it's a quick drive from the city. And so we actually have kids on a wait list. And so I love that every program that we seem to put on, we're getting a wait list for. We had Vacation Bible School this summer, and we were having to turn families away, which is heartbreaking. And so we're always looking at different ways, different things that we can do.
0: Awesome, Jessica. Now, Father, can you take us out in prayer? Because we are we got about a minute left. Yes, I'd really definitely. appreciate that.
6: In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God be coming for you to give you always all thanks, all praise for all the blessings you have bestowed upon us in our life, most of all the gift of your love. And so we continue to ask for your blessings on this day for our families, for our friends, and most of all for all those who go without. We ask your angels Uh, to surround us and protect us and to guide us in the way that you're calling us to and may your mother may our mother wrap us in the mantle of her love we ask all this to christ our lord amen father son and holy spirit
0: amen thank you father i appreciate it and thank you for coming in father i really pray to all the success and blessings over at saint Anne laverne and also jessica lubianski to you as well Thank you very much. That's the end of our program, everybody. We'll catch you uh, next time on Wonderful. In His Vineyard.
6: Thank you. God bless.
3: Thank you.
0: God bless.
4: Hey, ProLifers, You're invited to the 40 Days for Life kickoff rally on Sunday, September 24th at 3 p.m., hosted by St. Matthew's Catholic Church. We'll be hearing from our local life-saving pregnancy resource centers and other mentoring ministries. Come hear how we can pray for and support their ministries because together we can make abortion unthinkable. Please RSVP at Cindy at SACFL.org.
5: The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Dr. Christopher York, an ENT doctor practicing in medical and surgical treatments and disorders of the ears, nose, and throat, with an emphasis on thyroid and parathyroid surgery. Dr. York is also past president of the Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and can be reached locally at 210-499-4589. Thank you, Dr. York, for your support of the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. Many people, especially young people in our culture today, are feeling fragmented and lost. They don't know who they are or where they belong. We can see this in an extreme form in the identity politics in our culture today. Without a strong family identity, people see connection and belonging in other places.
4: It's the job of parents to give their children their identity and their mission. Families do this through their individual family culture. Your family culture, which includes daily routines as well as traditions, ultimately communicates a deep sense of belonging for your children. This sense of belonging, as well as identity, is essential for each person's feeling of worthiness and healthy human development. Having this security enables a person to engage with the world wholeheartedly and ready to love.
5: Our identity shouldn't come from whatever social group you're part of, but instead from the fact that we all come from a family. Our family on earth and our family in heaven. For more resources on building your family culture, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floorsville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.